Now Luke goes on in his letter and tells us a lot more about this most famous of mums. All sorts of things and folk turn up when Mary's baby is born. Animals, a star, more angels, shepherds, wise men. I think Mary must have known by now that this baby was special. But to top it all, when they take the baby to the temple, that's like the church in those days, for the first time, Luke chapter 2 tells us about an old man. It's on page 1028. An old man called Simeon. He's a good and godly man. And he comes in, he, he takes the baby out of Mary's arms and says some amazing stuff about him. Basically, it goes a little bit like this. I think he's here somewhere. Oh, here he comes. He's got a problem with his hair, but never mind. God, I can die peacefully now that with my own eyes I have seen your rescuer. And then he goes on. God's big rescue plan is now out in the open for everyone to see. Thank you very much, Simeon. You're going to make me walk back down these steps now, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am, I'm sorry. It's poor old bones, I don't know. <laughs> Can you see now why it's so important that Luke wrote down carefully everything that he's found out? It's like Simeon said, this stuff needs to be out in the open. It is out in the open for everyone to see. Uh, Luke chapter 2, verse 33, where you've got it open now, tells us that Mary marvelled at what Simeon said, and so should we. God got Luke to record all this extra special stuff that happened to Mary to help us be more certain. If you've read any of your Bibles, even if you just sort of picked up the Christmas and Easter bit to tell you the truth, then you'd have a glimpse of the rescue that Simeon has talked about. There's no excuses. It's it's out in the open. You can all see it. You can all read it. This is how God is sorting out his world. This is where we'll see his love is the best love, even if we've ignored it for years. More evidence is piling up now, isn't it? How can we be certain that God's love is the best love? Well, uh, because uh, amazing stuff happened when Mary had her baby. Let's add my jig, so it's a difficult one, this. I might need some help with it, I think, later on. There you go. Because amazing stuff happened when Mary had her baby. Uh, But when it comes to seeing God's love is the best love by sending Jesus, it took a little while for Mary to click, actually. Um, There was that time when Jesus was 12 years old, and they've gone to Jerusalem on a trip, and uh, for some reason Jesus has sort of wandered off, and uh, they leave accidentally going back to Nazareth without him. So they pop back over to Jerusalem to find him, and when they find him, uh, they find him in the temple where God was supposed to live. Uh, Here's... What happened? You can follow it on page 1029. Luke chapter 2, verse 48. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. 
Thank you. I love that little bit at the end, but his mum treasured all these things in her heart. But it is a bit weird if you think about it, especially when you think about what's going on. I wonder what happens in your house when you've been naughty, when you've sort of run off or you've done something that you shouldn't do. Do you get uh, the sort of slow count to three, like she was talking about on the video? One, two, three, before you make sure you do the right thing. Maybe you get sent to sit on the naughty step, or you get up to your room or grounded for however long. Uh, Well, whatever happens... Do you think your mum ever treasures the times when you've been disobedient? Oh, here she goes again. My mum never did. I can't understand Mary. I mean, why should she react like this, treasuring up in her heart what looks to me like disobedience? Why should she do that? She was worried sick about him after all, wasn't she? I can't make head or tail of this peculiar passage at all in the Bible. Thanks. Okay. Don't laugh, I have to work with her all week. But it's a good question, isn't it? I wonder if it's got something to do with Mary's beginning to be more certain and understand that God's love is the best love in Jesus. Did she realise that actually Jesus wasn't being naughty at all, not one little bit? In fact, he was exactly where he should be. I guess Mary should have been thinking. She should have understood things by now. But God keeps being really, really patient with her, doesn't he? Uh, He's told her that a a king has come to earth. Uh, He's told her and shown her amazing things that happened when Jesus was born. And now this, Jesus saying that this temple where God was supposed to be living is his dad's house. Basically saying, look, you should have known where I'd be. I'm here. I'm with my dad. God is my dad. That should be making her more certain. And we'll put that up as our next uh, little thing. What makes us more certain? That God's love is the best love. Here we go. We'll pop that bit in there. Because Jesus says God is his dad. I think although Luke says that Mary didn't understand, she was left thinking, I wonder... I think that's what it means by she treasured these things in her heart. It can be a really slow process becoming certain that God's love is the best love. It definitely was for me. Uh, Loads and loads of people, God nudged them and said, invite Gareth to church before I ever even went. I ended up with a great big pile of books about Jesus by the side of my bed. I read my Bible a lot. I had all sorts of conversations and questions until eventually one night, laid in my bed, I sort of said to God, look, I think I get it now. I think I get it. You know, I know who Jesus is. I know what he's done for me. And, well, will you help me to live as though that's true? Your best, your love is the best love. I know that now. Uh, And even after that, though, uh, to this very day, I'm still becoming more and more certain. Luke and lots of other Bible writers give us all sorts of stuff about Jesus that can be treasured. God can use friends and family, and probably does with lots of you, to help you to sort out things about his love. And I'm sure, like with Mary, God uses situations in your life to teach you more about his love. Sometimes it's great big truths about Jesus' love, isn't it? Uh, Sometimes it's just important little bits to keep on thinking about. And sometimes we have to learn the hard way. Some of you may even be learning the hard way now, like Mary did, as she must have been worried sick uh, about Jesus being lost. Wherever you're up to, whatever it is that God's saying to you about his love, keep treasuring it. Keep treasuring it, keep thinking about it, because if you are honestly looking, and even if you're not sometimes, God will be helping you with your Jesus jigsaw. He'll be telling you treasured bits and pieces to help us be more certain 
uh, about, uh, about his love. The sort of things that we've had so far this morning. Because Jesus is king, came to earth. Because amazing things happened when Mary had a baby. Because Jesus said that God was his dad. Treasure these things. Maybe this afternoon you'd just like to take a moment to think about the stuff we've learnt this morning. Uh, or uh, maybe over dinner. This gorgeous feast that you're going to make for your mums, no doubt, at lunchtime. Uh, just chat about it. Treasure these things. Have a good think about the things we've learnt. Well, the next time we meet Mary, it's a bit of a sad moment, actually, in Luke's Gospel. Um, it's, uh, there you go, you can be finding it. It's on page 1037. Um, by this time, Mary has uh, lots more children. So Jesus has brothers. Um, Jesus has grown up and he's working very hard with the disciples, talking of lo- to loads of people about God's love for them. Matthew's Gospel tells us that one day he was talking so much and he'd drawn such a big crowd and they were working so hard that he hadn't had anything to eat and neither his disciples all day. And Mary and Jesus' brothers, well, they seem to have got a little bit fed up with him, all this sort of, you know fame and stuff going on. Maybe they were thinking he was a little bit embarrassing or something. Uh, And they set out to take charge of Jesus, saying that he must be going mad. But listen to what Jesus said when his mum got there. Luke chapter 8, verse 19. Now Jesus' mother and brothers came to see him, but they were not able to get near him because of the crowd. Someone told him, Your mother and brothers are standing outside wanting to see you. He replied, My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. My mother and brothers are those who hear God's word and put it into practice. I wonder what Mary thought about that. We're not told whether she was cross or whether she just went off home or pushed herself to the front of the crowd to tell Jesus off. We're not told uh, whether she started to understand what he was beginning to say. But whatever she did, this little bit of Luke's letter means that we can add another little bit to our Jesus jigsaw, our certain jigsaw. Because what Jesus is saying here is that certainty comes by hearing and doing what God says. Hearing and doing what God says. Uh, Do you ever get fed up with Jesus? Maybe like Mary and uh, his brothers were. Uh, Do you find him a little bit embarrassing sometimes? Um, uh, do you think that he just sort of gets in the way you know he'd want you to do things one way and you want to do it another way do do you think that Jesus spoils things because Jesus says well if you do that's a problem you'll never be certain of God's love that way instead try listening to what he's saying and doing it because that way you'll be more certain you'll get more certain Uh, and that's true isn't it but often people don't do it people sit in my office in Joe's office uh, and they say you know Gareth I just, I don't feel close to Jesus at the moment. Um, I'm, I'm not sure that God's love is the best love. I've not really got this sense of that close family relationship with him that it can be so good. And when they say that, I, I'm sad. Uh, and it makes me pray for them. I pray lots of people like that, that they'll get back this fantastic brotherly relationship that you can have with God. I pray that God will help them to do that. But then, I sit them down and I ask a couple of questions it might go like this. Hi, Jay. Respect. Respect. How's it going, Nick? Well, you know, I'm not feeling very close to Jesus at the moment. I think it's just not going that great, really. Well, are you, you know, reading your Bible, hearing what God says? 
Well, yeah, I'd like to, but I mean, things, you know, there's a lot going on at the moment, isn't there? I mean, I, I just haven't got a moment in, in my day, really. I, by the way, did you see EastEnders last night? It was great. I can't put it on the iPad. to watch it twice. It's brilliant. But I, I just don't have time. Okay, I, you're obviously very busy. Um, do you come along to church and, and, and listen? Yeah, yeah, I do listen. I, I suppose I just sort of feel a bit dis- distracted sometimes, you know. What's I can't concentrate. Well, well, for a start, Lauren sits in the third pew there. I and, thought you know, we just talked about the whole Lauren Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about attending some of the training or going to a small group or, you know, digging deeper into Bible study? Yeah, well, like I said, I'm, I'm really busy. It's just really difficult to fit everything in, isn't it? And, and when I do hear things, yeah, I mean, it all sounds great, but actually trying to put it into practice, I mean, it's a bit much to ask, isn't it, really? At the same time as God doing his bit, maybe we need to learn to help ourselves a little bit more to listen and do what God says. And you know what? When we do that, it works. I kid you not. If you listen to God, if you really trust him and believe what he's saying and do it, then it will make us more certain. Jesus promised it would, and it does. Um, How can we be more certain that God's love is the best love? Let's have a look at the things we've got so far. We've got, uh, because God's king came to the earth, Because amazing things happened when Mary had her baby. Because Jesus said God was his dad and by hearing and doing what Jesus says. You know, there's loads more in Dr. Luke's book which can help us to be more certain. Um, But that was the Mother's Day whistle-stop tour of what happened to Mary and how that can help us. And here's the really exciting bit, I think. Um, Because as God spoke to Mary about who Jesus was and how listening and doing um, uh, what he says can help, she slowly but surely, somewhere along the line, got more certain. Certain enough to know that God's love is the best love. When that was, we don't know. Uh, We're not told about her sort of sitting in bed and saying a prayer like I did. Um, She was there when Jesus died. Maybe she noticed how, what length Jesus was prepared to go to, to show us that God's love was the best love. Maybe that convinced her. Well, whenever it was, um, we do know for certain, because Luke in his second book, in Acts, um, tells us all about it. Um, If you just turn up page 1092, this uh, little bit happens just after Jesus has gone into heaven and his uh, disciples are all gathered together. Let's um, ask Luke to remind us what he wrote. When they arrived, they went upstairs to the room where they were staying. Those present were Peter, John, James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James, son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas, son of James. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus and with his brothers. So there she is, praying constantly. That's Mary, she was certain. But what about, what about you? Um, how certain are you? Are you waiting for an amazing experience? Well, you, you don't need to. Luke's done his research, he's recorded it all in here. That's all you need to know about. It's out in the open for everyone to see, like Simeon said. Luke and the other Bible writers have made sure of that. Working out what we are certain of can sometimes be a slow process, can't it? It was for Mary, but keep on going at it, wherever you're at. God will do his bit if you listen to him and do what he says. 
And your jigsaw, I don't know how big it is, maybe it's bigger than four pieces, might be thousands of pieces really. Um, it, it can seem big at some times, but what we've learned from Luke this morning about this most famous mum is a great start, isn't it? How can we be certain that God's love is the best love? Well, as we understand that God's king came to the earth. As we believe the amazing stuff that happened when Mary had her baby. As we see that Jesus was God's son. And as we hear and do what God says. And the great thing is, as we take these things to heart um, and think about them and get on and do them, then our jigsaw itself will start come together and our certainty will grow and grow and grow until it's really quite big. We're going to pray about those things now as Joe and a couple of the young people come and lead us. Um, God's love is the best love. Might seem a bit of a weird question this, but how do you know? How do you know that God's love is the best love? I mean, there are loads and loads of different sorts of love out there, aren't there? Um, there's uh, mum's love, like we've been talking about already this morning. There's uh, mum's and dad's love. There's parents' love. Uh, there's love with your mates. They look like they've had great fun, that lot, don't they? Uh, there's uh, girlfriend and boyfriend love. Yeah, yuck. Uh, there's uh, husband and wife love. Uh, there's even love of your pets. I think you've got a pet there somewhere. Um, and love of yourself. Loads and loads of different sorts of love. So how do we know that God's love is the best love, as we sang in that song. Can we be certain that that is true? That's the question I want us to investigate today. And so you remember it. I've stuck it on a bit of paper here. And a stick that I found this morning, which was too long, but never mind. There you go. What makes us certain that God's love is the best love? And we're going to have a bit of help this morning. Uh, from Dr. Luke. Now, Dr. Luke was one of Jesus' closest companions. He set out to write a couple of letters to his friend Theophilus uh, uh, to help him, his friend that is, be more sure that God's love is the best love. We know how those letters went because they turn up in the Bible, in the Bible book of Luke. Uh, here's how Dr. Luke starts writing his letter. But before we do, just get that to that. Maybe you'd like to pick up your Bible, uh, look at page 100, 1025, um, and uh, you'll find in there the beginning of Luke's first letter to his friend Theophilus. Um, but not only have we got the Bible to read it in, we've actually uh, a bit of time transport today. We've actually got Luke himself. Here he is writing his letter. Dear Theophilus, many have undertaken to draw up an account of the things that have been fulfilled among us, just as they were handed down to us by those who from the first were eyewitnesses and servants of the word. Therefore, since I myself have carefully investigated everything from the beginning, it seemed good also to me to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the certainty of the things you have been taught about Christianity. Great, so Luke wrote these things down so that his friend Theophilus and all of us can be certain that God's love is the best love. And one of the people that you can follow through Luke's letter is Jesus' mum, Mary. And I thought that since it's Mother's Day, we would have a good look at what Luke tells us happened to Mary 
uh, and think about how that can help us to be more certain that God's love is the best love. Here is how uh, we are introduced to Mary in Luke's Gospel. You'll find it on 1026. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked the angel. Since I am a virgin. The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. So Mary gets off to this great start with God. She is amazingly told by an angel that, about Jesus, God's king coming to the earth. And she says to God, quite rightly, you're the boss. I'll, I'll, I'll do as I'm told. What happened on that first Christmas was the start of Mary learning about God's love. But it's also the start of us learning about God's love. There is a bit of a problem though here, isn't there? Because meeting with God is not always the same as it was for Mary. You that to me, Gareth. Well, I wasn't saying it to you really, but... Well, it would be great, wouldn't it, if angels came along and spoke to people, making things clear, but they don't, do they? I mean, I would be so pleased if an angel came to me and said, definitely, Jesus is God's son. I would be more certain. Thanks, Kate. I think she must have got out of the wrong side of bed this morning or something. Um, I hope she's not going to interrupt again. Um, Well, thanks, but uh, she's got a point, hasn't she, there? Maybe that's what you're waiting for. Maybe you're waiting for an amazing experience before you'll be more certain. Some uh, fire from heaven or writing in the clouds or an angelic choir or even just one tinsy, wincy little angel. If one angel came to speak to you about Jesus and God's love, then you could be more sure. Well, I'm not saying that couldn't happen and I'm not saying it doesn't happen because it did happen to Mary. But it doesn't have to happen in order for you to be certain. Uh, For instance, Joe. Have you ever been spoken to by an angel? No. And um, are you certain that God's love is the best love? Yes. There you go, you see? He hasn't had an angel speak to him and he's certain. Uh, An angel's never spoken to me uh, and I'm certain and that's true of plenty Christians too. You know, even if we did have an amazing experience, I know what I'm like, um, I'd be uh, a couple of months down the line waiting for the next amazing experience to keep me more sure. 
Or maybe I'd be thinking, well, maybe it wasn't an experience at all. I was uh, just imagining it, or it was a mirage, or I'd had too much coffee at that morning. Now, don't mishear me here. I'm not saying that there is anything wrong with a God-given spiritual experience. But Luke has done his research. Luke tells us what happened to Mary so that we can be certain. He tells us the angel came to her and told her that God's king was on his way. And you are never going to be able to change that. That will never go away. It is always there, recorded in Luke's letter. And it's the first bit of our um, evidence in the jigsaw puzzle we're going to put together this morning. How can we be certain that God's love is the best love? I think I've got a slide of it there as well, so you can see. Because God's king came to earth. Because God's king came to earth. And that's something to really praise God about. And we're going to sing again now. Uh, We're going to sing, um, uh, you're the word of God the Father. And if you look at the second verse of this song, it tells of that king coming to earth from heaven to rescue us. That's absolutely amazing. Really worth praising God for.